All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the midfield goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Deep strike. Got the big man. with a short drop, now he pulls it out further to the left and he's gonna strike downfield. Oh my, what a catch by Fitzgerald. He's, oh mercy, he's done it again. The man is remarkable. There is pandemonium in Piscataway. Well, he has trouble with the snap and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Listening to the Noon on Saturday podcast, college football as it was meant to be. And welcome back to the Noon on Saturday podcast. What a week it was! Some highs, some very low lows, some very low, 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 low lows, uh, and some interesting developments to come out of it. Steve, Manj. Good to be back with you on a lovely weekend of college football shaping up in front of us. Uh, yeah, takeaways from from last week. That was that was something in a lot of different places. Awful, awful day to be a Pitt football fan. It was terrible. Rainy day on the North Shore, and you know you at least expect to come away with a win and. It's a good day, you know, as long as you win, and it just didn't happen, and uh, yeah, miserable. Yeah, you you left with with a lot of questions and a lot of things that thought you thought were recovered were uncovered, and yeah, it it just you just you just leave leave extra stadium shaking your head after that one. Yeah, and. Uh, it just—I don't know. I guess we'll get into it in the in the pit in the pit uh, Homer Hour before diving all the way in here. If we do that, but yeah, there's not really much to say. It's just on, on to Virginia Tech. You got to win. You got to bounce back, and you know if they bounce back and win the next three games, everything's fine. It wasn't just Pitt, though. I th- it, there were a lot of kind of funky. Obviously, the Georgia Mizzou game is the one that stands out. Uh, you can talk about that moment where Arkansas was as close to f- five points behind Alabama. Wake, Florida State was kind of wonky. and But the one that kind of somehow managed to slip under the radar until it could no longer slip under the radar was Illinois just thumping Wisconsin at Camp Randall. And, of course, uh, Brett Bielema gets his revenge. Yeah, I was I was very nervous watching Georgia Missouri that, that like after hyping up Georgia on last week's show, but um yeah, good for good for Bielema and you know, that's a that's a pretty solid squad uh over there in Champaign, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, I, I think their defense is really – I mean, obviously we've talked about Chase Brown before, but their defense is coming in clutch. They're secondary. They're consistently making plays. So uh, maybe taking a big step forward in year two under Puma. I didn't even see Nebraska beat Indiana by two scores until just now, too. It was a weird that's, day. That's, in Big that's, Ten. Not a, that's not a pretty result. That that Penn State uh, Northwestern game was very weird. Uh, Purdue, Minnesota, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell happened in that game for Minnesota to come out and play so poorly. I didn't get a chance to watch that game, but stunning to me after seeing how they had played in, in the, you know, the, the whole entire season really leading up to last week and their offense just got shut down by Purdue. Yeah. Did not see that one coming. Uh, that was one of the picks I forgot to write down was I, I had the gophers. I was really rooting for. Glad for I Arkansas. forgot about that one for a little bit. I, I was, I was, I was hoping Arkansas was going to pull it off against the backup quarterback. I thought everything was, you know, the recipe was happening for them to come all the way back, but. Um. Yeah. You Bama, were you Bama impressed Bama. by the way? By the way, they kind of stretched that out. The way they pulled that out. I don't even know the backup quarterback's name off the top of my head. Uh yeah, for Bama, yeah. I mean, they they were on the brink of everything kind of falling apart and the momentum just completely flipping on them. Um, Milrow, uh, Jalen Milrow, Jalen. He was yeah. good. He he was. Well, he hit that one big one. Yeah, Lamar Lamar Jackson level speed from a quarterback but um yeah i mean once they once arkansas's defense kind of settled in on him it got interesting there just for a second and then bama blew him out but uh good for good for old miss too that was yeah a, that was a that was massive, massive victory uh for lane kiffin and i i was thinking wow this is a massive victory for, for kentucky how about mark stoops like good for them and then they just turn it over. Uh, speaking of the SEC, how does how does Brian Harson still have a job, or does he still have a job? And we're all just living in a dream world. Crazy, I haven't admitted it yet. Crazy. I, I mean, saw they're... I saw one theory floated around on the internet this week that the only reason he still has a job is so they can spite AJ McCarron because he had that one report that he was basically already fired, and they were just waiting for the date right time. Uh. Which kind of makes sense if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I I was assuming I was assuming like buyout, but once October hit, I think that's I was on the presumption that the buyout goes down, went down in October. So you would have think you would have thought, you know, fire him after. Maybe they're waiting for the Georgia game because it's, <laughs> it's like you know punishment is possible. Well, they have Ole Miss the following week too, so maybe it's like you know you're going to lose these next two games. Try to try to get them out of there and get the interim in there after two games that you're just going to lose, or at least yeah. maybe after this week. He'll probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. Give, but. give whoever the interim is. They don't. Do they still have Derek Mason? No, no. He uh, he was there last season, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he went he went to Oklahoma to gotcha. uh to run the defense there. so Or I'm sorry, I went to Oklahoma State to replace... Uh, I was about to say, that's going very well. Sorry, you went to Oklahoma State to replace the dude who went to Ohio State. Ohio so, State. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what the hell the deal is with Brian Harson, but you would, have to, you would have to think time is up here. 
if I if there were odds on the next Power Five head coach to get fired, which I'm sure that's out there somewhere, I would think he he's the clear clear running away favorite, and I really don't know who else would even come close. Maybe maybe Neil Brown. Yeah, after that was my goddamn pick of the week last week, and they just laid an egg. They they completely laid an egg and came out flat and. The game was over, you know, before it even really got started. But I can't really think of many other. Now that Herm is gone, um, I can't really think of hot seat Power Five coaches at the moment. Maybe Jeff Halfley out there in Boston College, but they picked up a huge win last week. Over I mean, at is, is is Wilcox? Is he floating? Or do, do you think they just not care? I mean, Sh- Wilcox and Shaw, that Cal-Stanford game. Shaw's a good one. Be a mess. Yeah, Shaw's a good one. They yeah, but I, like, it's one that makes sense, but then you think about it too long, and you go, yeah, they're never going to fire him. I, I think at this point, they can definitely do better. I mean, it's been like four or five seasons for them at this point. Yeah, what about Tom Allen? I thought I've I've yeah. seen reports that 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 is quickly heading into a very precarious situation. That's a that's a fantastic call because they uh, they are not very good. How, however, huge game on Saturday against Michigan to to, to save his job. Per, you know, obviously that would save his job. So here here's another one that I forgot to throw out. Uh, Scott Satterfield. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the loser. So I'm looking. I'm looking at bookies.com. Brian Harson minus one ten. Jeff Scott USF plus four fifty. David Shaw mm. plus eight hundred. Scott Satterfield plus a thousand. Marcus Freeman plus two thousand. Uh, the field plus five hundred for the next coach to get canned. That's outrageous. Paul Chris, I would have to imagine, was not top three entering last week in those odds. Yeah, could have made some cheddar there. Hey, you also, Pat Fitzgerald, if we're talking about legacy coaches that, you know, we talk about Shaw where it's like, can they do better? I think Northwestern's in the same boat with Fitzgerald. Can we do better? Maybe not, but it's just not working. Do you, do you guys think, I mean, it's obviously complex. The results weren't what they wanted, but what do you make of, of Paul Christ? Yeah, Wisconsin, I think they're just, they have higher aspirations and rightfully so. And when you talk about Jim Leonard, it's a guy that is in line for a power five job. So you don't want to lose Jim Leonard, right? So that's why, that's why you cut the cord now where it's like, let's give Jim, let's give Jim uh, Leonard a chance. And even if things, you know, if things don't go disastrously, disastrously this year, you, you hang on to him and you you give him a season or you make him the full-time job. He, he's a Wisconsin guy, um, a legend in that program and a rising star as a defensive coach and their defense is actually good. So you get an offensive head coach in there to fix the offense. You have a good defensive coach and you know, that's your recipe. And, and more than that, that they have a significant amount of talent on, on the offensive side of the ball. Now questions with Graham Mertz will always remain, but, you know, at running back, they're taken care of. And 
And so you just kind of have to figure, you know, to your point with, with Leonard at the helm, there's a lot of pieces where something can still be salvaged for the rest of the season. Um, and, and certainly could, to your point, a future with, with Leonard is, is certainly something that probably most of the, the Wisconsin faithful are looking for. So might and as well get it. Yeah. Sorry to Go interrupt, ahead. Stevie, but as pit fans, like we saw firsthand that Paul Chris's personality does not drive you. You know, it does not win many people over. He's a bland guy. And I don't think he's the kind of guy that is going to, you know, stay around because you're in love with them. He wasn't producing. They got him out of there. Get the next guy in there. Like he just, I mean, at, at Pitt, he was, a, he's a fine football coach and all, but he's just a bland, boring personality that is it still Barry Alvarez at Wisconsin? No, no. The, uh, the athletic director, he's retired. Okay. I just assumed I, Barry I forget Alvarez. his name. Yeah. I mean, it'll, he's probably back there, you know, pulling the strings and whatnot, but Somehow, somebody else somebody. has the title. I forget the name off the top of my head. He's going to pull a Tony LaRussa and come back as <laughs> somebody else's athletic director. Well, who who comes back first, Alvarez or uh, Bob Stoops at Oklahoma? Stoops. I feel like Bob Stoops is the – he's always floating it out there, but he has a nice cushy TV job. I don't know. The Yeah, there's also much more time for, for Stoops to make that decision. No offense. He's, he's getting up yeah. there at this point. I, he's probably nearing 60 at this point. Right. But the, comparatively, with, with Leonard, obviously very different circumstances, but the natural comparison is Marcus Freeman, right? Just in terms of like, you've got this rock star DC, you know, the players gravitate towards him. The sort of curmudgeon is on his way out, and boom, you got a chance to really turn the tide. And I think with with Wisconsin, it's important that they kind of get things going sooner rather than later. When you consider where the Big Ten is going to be in two years, absolutely. And Paul, Chris, they were never lighting lighting it up on the recruiting trail, uh, look recruiting trail under Paul Christ either. So I feel like there was just a lot of things that made it easy to kind of cut the cord right now. Any, any, I mean, I, I was just going to throw in the tidbit that, that came out today that he was functioning for a number of months with an, yeah. without an actual recruiting department at Wisconsin. That's no wonder they weren't recruiting very well. <laughs> you can say that. You can say that again. Any Any final takeaways on the last week in college football before we – Jump ahead and dive on into what we got coming up this week. I don't put it I in the past. Anything else? Yep, we're moving. We're moving on. Nothing on five and zero Kansas or four and zero JMU. Hi, how about Kansas? How about TCU? Oh, TCU. How, I mean, yeah. How about Oklahoma State beating Baylor? That's Big Twelve. We've talked about it all season long. Very spicy this year. And not to keep right. going with the stinkers, but uh, UConn over Fresno State. That's just like the least notable game probably of the week last week. Except for the fact that UConn won, but. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah, that is true. UConn, well, they're independent now, right? So I they're guess playing, so, yeah. They're playing, wild, they're playing a wild-ass schedule. They're going to <laughs> F- FIU this week. I mean, it's. Wow. That's, 
That's unbelievable. Going to FIU. Going to FIU this week, and then next week you make the trip to Ball State. (laughs) (laughs) So life as an independent is something I – I would be miserable as a UConn football fan. <laughs> then again, I'm miserable as a Pitt football fan, so is it much better? <laughs> what a Friday night we have to kick things off for week. What is this, week six now? Holy cow. Week six in college football. It starts off with – I hate to do this because you know it's gotten a little bit overplayed, but it truly is a sicko slate Friday night. Nebraska at Rutgers, Houston at Memphis, and the Jay Norvell Bowl, Colorado State, winless Colorado State at Nevada, capped off by UNLV at San Jose State. Um, are, are we skipping this? Does anyone want to want to want to dabble here? I mean, I I'm going to use this as as the plat as a platform to kind of hint. Or, or discuss how bad the Big Ten West is, or you could say how close it is. Because if if Nebraska beats Rutgers, competitive, how competitive it is. Competitive, sure. Um, if Nebraska beats Rutgers on Friday, then they are in sole possession uh, uh, of the lead of the Big Ten West, which is just considering what we've seen and, and already the, the disappointing season that Nebraska has had. They still are very much in contention. And we'll see it play out against against Rutgers on, on Friday night. That's all I had to know. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to do the thing and go Rutgers Uh-oh. plus three, but but we're not. I, I've done that too many times this year already. I've got to lay off a little bit. This would help my season over, though. There's no disputing that. You know what? If you're not going to do it, then I'll do it. Okay. Rutgers, Rutgers plus the points. I just it, this is more. Uh, I have a lot more faith in in, in Chiano than, than I do um, in in Nebraska as a well. whole. And, and Rutgers is coming off of a, a really difficult schedule. Obviously, um, getting slacked by by Ohio State last week, but that's not unsurprising. I think they take a step forward here. I, I'll take Rutgers in the points. I'll, I'll, I will die on that hill so that you don't have to. You know what, Steve? I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's nice to see someone picking up the mantle for once so that we don't have to. It's my turn. I'm good else? to jump. Uh, I'm good to jump yeah. this Saturday, man. If, if if we don't really want to get too much into that, I'll I mean, I'll I'll go right there. I'll kick back to the big I guess it's, you know, inner division Big 10 game, Purdue at Maryland. September Maryland is over. But I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust Talia. I think Loxley has some juice going there with that offense. Purdue, like we said, came off a really weird win over Minnesota, where Minnesota just stopped doing everything they'd been doing well. Um, I think Maryland can keep the vibe going. It's at home because Maryland, as we all know, has a gigantic home field advantage all the time. Uh, This is a winnable game for them. They're three-point favorites at home. I'll take that. 
I am actually on the other side. I'm taking Purdue plus three. Um, and this is more. I have an issue with where Maryland is. I I would expect a little bit more offense out of, out of Maryland than what we've seen this year. And I think where we thought we might have seen a track race last weekend, we're going to see it this weekend. Um, and they I were a little, I, I, I like, will say they were a little banged up last week. Right, right. No, you're right, but I still, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm speaking generally when, when I'm. Yes, I know, I know. So I'm going to take Purdue here. I, I, I think this is where Purdue starts to play up to their hype a little bit. Um, I'm going to take him plus three here. And then I've, I've got another one at, at noon. If nobody else, I actually, I might have two others at noon. I mean, I arguably noon noon is the highlight of of this slate. It's it's a little bit of a lackluster slate um, compared to previous weeks, but noon noon has has the matchups. I'll slide to the SEC. Then I texted you guys about it the other day. Tennessee top ten Tennessee on the road at LSU. It's not a night game in Death Valley. It's a noon game in Death Valley. Uh, and Tennessee's in the Smoky Grays. And I think Josh Heupel is ready to bring the smoke. Really intrigued to see how Brian Kelly and that team game plans for it. Uh, but I'll take Tennessee minus the three on the road and trust in Hendon Hooker over what's been a pretty lackluster LSU team that basically got handed an SEC win last week. In uh, Jordan Hare. Yeah, this is this is this was a line that I love the line too. You love the line. I do. See, when I first looked at the slate without looking at the lines, I was like, "Well, this could be a game where LSU upsets Tennessee." But now, seeing the line at three, I'm I'm almost with you that. I thought it would be a little bit greater. Um, an unimpressive win uh, at Auburn last week, and they really haven't been able to, to get the offense going. Now, I think their defense is impressed. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Tennessee and the Smoky Grays, that is a tough unit to, 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 to go up against and, and, and perform well, I, especially noon. At death, you'd you'd want that to be a night game more than anything. Roll out of bed and just get punched in the face by seven seconds per play. That is that that is that is we've all experienced it. Yes, yeah. In this, here's the thing: is it going to be sunny in Baton Rouge? Well, sixty-nine sunny. I like you know. I like the pick. Were those smoky gray uniforms new that they unveiled? I thought they were uh, kind of ugly. Mm. Mm. That's oh. that's that's a tough. That's almost oh. as bad as your Gatorade take. So, hey, I mean, are those different than the ones they've worn in years prior? I just I don't I think so. Ugly. I'll double check. I mean, Steve's the expert in this category, but I don't think so. I know that they're oh. going to they're going to debut new ones in the next few years, but I think these are the same ones. That they've had, yeah, no, 
I think yeah, they've a... always been a bit darker up top on on their shoulders. I think those are are the are the classic, well, classic, uh, smoky gray uniforms. Yeah, I'm gonna take the other side. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I, I because I don't like the uniforms, and because <laughs> at that at home, I think uh, LSU's defense has looked really good, and I think Daniels Daniels will make enough plays to. Uh, even if they lose by a field goal, I get a push. So yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump on the other side there. Just the fade. Just the fade. Uh... Fading. Fading the Smokies. Got it. I I, think... I I do think Tennessee is inflated a bit, and I want to pick my time to to get the team they go against, get the money line. But I just I I can't do. It. This weekend, I just I, I think just don't this think is, that Brian Kelly's LSU is the team that does it. Yeah, this is the week that I think Tennessee they're having this dream type season. I think this is the week it all it all crumbles down. Take money line too. I'm 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 fully bought in on this pick. Cool. Okay. okay. A full fade. That is a full fade. No, I that 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 was just that was just in a late ad. But I am taking TCU minus six and a half. I know yes. that's your team, uh, Bobek, but. No, it's I'm taking. I think Stevie's, oh. Stevie's Kansas Jayhawk. I can't. I can't I'm, no. I'm the Jayhawks guy. He's the K State guy. We're gonna have no, a real no. good time later in the year. TCU is yeah. just kind of it's everybody's team. Have yeah, you heard of a team that did that to Oklahoma? Max Duggan has been incredible, incredible. So I think Kansas. You know, I just said it with Tennessee. They're having the stream season that. Is going to come crumbling down. It, I think Kansas is is a ten times better example of that than Tennessee. Like they struggled with Iowa State, whose offense stinks. TCU's defense, I think, is going to give them some problems uh, tomorrow. So give me the so Horn Frogs. I, I like I like where you are on the spread. Here's my question for you. I, I'm going to outsource the Bover a little bit this week. It's a big number. I think I saw sixty eight and a half. That was what I was thinking, but I'm very curious how you think DCU's defense is going to stack up against Jalen Daniels. That that is, I was not thinking that that was going to be that high. That's that's crazy. I mean, I I think TCU obviously they put up 50 last week, so they could do it again. So Kansas we've, defense. We've seen know. Kansas put up 45. I mean, it was against Houston, but we know that Daniels has. Some pop, right? Yep. Daniels is electric. Love watching him play. So yeah, makes hey, I would I would say do it. I would say make it the Boger, honestly. I, I can see both teams easily it's, scoring. It's gone up too. Goals. It's from what I see, it started at sixty seven and a half. I see it at sixty eight and a half on DraftKings. So I think I think that's where we're gonna go. We're gonna go over sixty eight and a half. We got a weird one last week with the uh the Georgia what was it, Georgia State? No, Georgia Southern coastal game. That we got a weird number going back and forth because of the hurricane, but that was a win. We all know it was 35-30, 34-30. That was a win. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for this game. I'm so glad game day's there. Should have been there last week, I guess it was. Um, but yeah, it should be it should be a lot of fun in, in Lawrence. It is a really great noon slate. I'm looking at this again. Yeah, I'm looking at my picks here, and I have I have I had three picks going into the week. Uh, now I have four with that addition of LSU. But yeah, my third my third pick is also at noon. 
I'm continuing to fade Virginia. It was my only good pick last week. Um, and I think Louisville can bounce back with their offense. If you're going to only make me lay three points, that Virginia offense is just so, so, so bad. Give me Louisville to bounce back after a tough loss against Boston College, who was due for a win. Boston College is not a terrible, terrible football team. Um, so, yeah, give me, give me Louisville minus three on the road. I, I like that as well. I think that line, unless we're missing something massive, is an overreaction to what happened last week. I think Louisville's defense let them down a little bit and maybe, you know, Phil and company up, in, up at BC finally got into some semblance of a rhythm after a choppy year last year and, and start to the year. So I wouldn't – I really wouldn't invest in that too heavily. So I, I like that play. I think I'm going to join you. Now now caveat here before you join me, Steve. Cunningham left last week with a concussion. Left the game. He is day-to-day. Listed as day-to-day. So might not play. However, their backup is not is not bad. Um has some experience. They like their backup. So I, w- I would think that that's kind of baked into the line there that he might not play. And I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to put the bet in tonight and gamble that he is going to play. But even if he doesn't, whatever, I have the bet at minus three. They can still definitely win the game with the backup, but I'm going to gamble that he is going to play and, and, and take the minus three. Yeah, I, I think their base offense, you know, Virginia put up 17 points against Duke, 20 against Syracuse. Their defense should be more than capable of, of shutting down uh, Virginia's offense, which is a wild thing to say um, this year. But um, I like, yeah, yeah. I think you're comfortable with their base office, offense enough to, to lay the three points, even even though there is that caveat. Anything on the unranked Red River rivalry? Texas laying eight and a half or wow. This, I mean, this line has jumped since that Oklahoma TCU game. Quinn, Quinn Ewers apparently going to play as well. Um, Oklahoma's defense. Wow. Last two weeks, last two weeks. All you can say is wow. So we we knew Venables had his, we knew Venables had his hands, hands full. And it's just whether you believed he was going to be able to sort that out in a year, and it's very clear that, that he's not going to be able to do that. Um, and Texas seems resurgent enough to where – Gable is for sure not playing. So it's either going to be up to Bevel or, or General Booty to to uh, lead the Sooners to victory. I – if you have faith in, in yours coming in and, and picking up where he left off, this would almost be an easy line to take. Yeah, that's the thing that scares you is it almost seems easy, but apparently uh, it's not completely out of the question that Gabriel is going to play. Interesting. So, if he does play and Ewers comes back and struggles, I mean, they were rolling almost better with cards, so. Nah, almost. They looked. They looked. The two drives against Alabama, yours looked pretty good. 
Yeah, no, yeah, Ewers Ewers is good. So that that's I don't want to I don't want to take Texas minus nine because it just seems too obvious. But yeah, right. it, it's it should be a very should be a fascinating game. I mean, it's just unranked two teams that really just have not done what they wanted to do early in the year. A lot to play for this year. And that game's that game's always always a riot. I assume that's going to be the the Gus Johnson big noon Saturday. Has to be. Has to be. Like, um, like me? Nope. It's on ABC. Ah, interesting. Interesting. That's going to feel wrong. Gus Johnson not calling Texas Oklahoma. Gus Johnson is calling Michigan and Indiana. That that also feels wrong somehow. Give the man some offense. Uh, I'll jump to 3.30 if you guys have nothing else at the noon slate. Yep. I'm going to go. I know know we normally stick to overs. I've got to go under. Uh, We talked about Wisconsin a lot. We mentioned Northwestern. Under 44.5. It's there for the taking. Northwestern's defense looked very competent against Penn State. We'll see if they show up again this week. Yeah, that's a, that seems their offense is is terrible. It just like with Texas, it scares me when it just seems like they're just like begging you to take that. Yeah, and, and w- I'm worried about the Gruden rule applying to the to the total. Um, Wisconsin comes out, they hit a trick play, they hit a couple long touchdowns. Wisconsin might come out fired up and score 30. And I have no faith in Northwestern scoring 10, so I'm good with that. Oh, I'm good with that. Jim Leonard's defense got something to prove. Even if they get Braylon Allen going, I I just don't see Wisconsin scoring like 40 points. Yeah, no, it's fair. It seems like a classic... And this, so the spread, game. the spread is ten and a half. So you know, Wisconsin thirty-one, Northwestern fourteen. I just, I just don't see either of those teams getting to those two numbers. I see like a like a twenty-four ten at the most. Anyways, absolutely, I I've made that. my point. I just, I can't hand out the noon on Saturday. Love it. It's okay. We, we used it. We used it a lot last week to mixed results. That Washington UCLA game was tough. I'm glad I watched that with the over. UCLA is UCLA is a lot better than I've given them credit for. All hey, how about how about how about that game? Utah UCLA. Utah coming off a thumping of Oregon State that I don't think we necessarily saw coming. Minus three and a half favorites at the uh, at the Rose Bowl again. Can UCLA do it? Two weeks in a row. I think they might. It's not on my. It's not on my card, but I really think they might. It's just I don't want to. You know, I, I obviously I was on the opposing side in the UCLA game last week, so watching that game, it just now I'm I'm worried. I have an overinflated view of UCLA. So yeah, right. and Utah is damn damn good. Florida kind of shocked them a little bit, but I, I think that game last week is more about Utah than it is about Oregon State. Just being that bad so yeah i would take i don't know yeah i don't i can't cannot pick a side in that game how about you steve i'm leading utah um 
their defense has really stepped it up after um, the Florida game. But, you know, I think there's, you know, Cam Rising has not been as effective as he as he has been last year. And, and they have a tough two-game stretch coming up where they, they play UCLA and they also get USC next week. So this is a really crucial stretch. And them dropping, you know, one of the next two is not inconceivable. And so this is this is a tough line. It's a tough line. I'm leaning Utah, but I, I'm not confident enough to, to take it. I think I think when the time comes, uh, I, I think I might take Utah in a uh, money line, little money line, three team parlay. I want to know the other two teams in a second, but first, I just got to say to cleanse my palate of Northwestern Wisconsin, over sixty four and a half interests me. Wow! Wow! Both of these teams can score. Both of these teams have very competent defenses, but both of these teams can score. Yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't shock me if it's it not turns a pick, in... Just saying. I like the number. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Chip Kelly's able to turn this into a little bit of a shootout. They're gonna need to do it to win, so Absolutely. Definitely I definitely like that. I have a uh, a, a little money line in the three thirty slate. Shoot, I've I I've always believed in 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 the boy Holton Nailers, and I haven't I haven't really been convinced yet. But I think this is the right time to take the Pirates going up against Tulane. Tulane has had a very solid season, but I'm worried that offensively they're not going to be able to produce as as much as Ehlers will on Saturday. And I, I'm going to take the Pirates here at 3.30. At Tulane as well, I think they're going to come in fiery underdogs. Um, coming off of, you know, a big win against – not a big win, but they, they crushed. They handled U, USF, um, which, is what, which is what you want to see. I, I think this is a sneaky, sneaky – game for, for the Pirates. I, I like the money line. I don't hate I'm... that. I will say the the one thing I remember from watching that Houston, the end of that Houston Tulane game is I'm pretty sure um, Michael Pratt and Tulane's backup were both banged up. I don't think Pratt started the game. I think the backup started the game and they ended up on the third string by the time they got to overtime. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. I don't know who's starting this week for them for Tulane. Love it even more. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm. I know Pratt was banged up as well, so I would think if he was playing, that line would be would be bigger. But uh, if you, uh, yeah, if you like East Carolina, Steve, you did you say that you might as well take a money line? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus one thirty five on, on the money line. I, I uh, I'm gonna tell you on that pick, Steve. That's fine. That's fine. This is this this so is truly a, a, a big. Oh, good point. No, 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 that that just made it. That just made it a four gamer. That just oh. that just that oh. just made it even more irresponsible. But <laughs> no. hey, you're talking to the guy who had Arkansas and Kentucky in a parlay at some point last week. So right, 
Yeah, the other. You want to talk other, about irresponsible parlays? That my friend is right up my alley. The other, the other two are are both favorites. Both ACC: Duke over Georgia Tech, Miami over North Carolina. Um, I think Duke is a lot better than you know. Mike Elko has made a world of a difference. I'll just say that. I think Georgia Tech comes down to earth after obviously a huge upset uh, victory last week. If anyone saw that, so nobody did. And Miami, I think, is going to figure it out. Obviously, they had the the atrocious loss. Um, was that Middle Tennessee State? Yes. That's never good. But they're coming off a of bye week. I think they're going to find some answers on the bye week. North Carolina. I- I'm just not impressed with North Carolina, despite them being four and one. Um. So yeah, that's a little that's a little four gamer there. And Stevie, if your East Carolina bet blows it. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I, on the other hand, will be happy. You'll be happy? Yeah. yeah. That one of your picks lost? Oh, so, so, excuse me. Sorry. I thought, I, I thought you, were, you were referencing the fade. Any, uh, okay. I'm with you. Never mind. We're there. <laughs> we're trying to give out winners to, to the listeners, Steve, not losers. I'm with you. Okay. But yeah, if you hey, if you if glad you glad you got fun, there in the end. If you want to have some fun with the podcast, plus eight, plus eight hundred, right Ooh. there, plus eight hundred, which you're taking Utah minus one eighty, Duke minus one seventy five, Miami minus one sixty five, and then East Carolina the the absolute wild card at plus one thirty three, plus eight hundred. That could really improve your Saturday. I've never, I've never seen a better opportunity to turn ten dollars into eighty. Don't hate it. Love it. I've got, I've got one more. Give it to love it before we move on. Uh, Ohio State minus twenty-seven. Yeah, Michigan yeah. State stinks. They stink. Thorne is horrible, man. They, um, the Buckeyes have kind of been looking, you know, not. Obviously not bad, right? I think they're still what third in the country, but they—I just think they haven't quite clicked to what everybody wants them to be. I think and Jigba's health has obviously been a big part of that. Um, but you know, they put forty-nine on Rutgers, they put fifty-two on Wisconsin. Uh, I think they can they can continue picking it up against a really, really lackluster Michigan State team. Yeah. It's a ton, it's a ton of points. It's a ton of points, but I and they get and they get Henderson back healthy. Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison is probably the best receiver in college football. Yeah. Just until until Smith in, and Jigba is healthy again. I I I I don't know. I just I think I think Harrison's no, even I better just... than Smith and Jigba, honestly. But uh yeah, I like I like that. I like that thought. Or I like rest, that pick. Rest, That's a pick. Rest in it peace is, to is, Michigan State's secondary. They, they just don't have a shot. Yeah. And I like that number, too. Get the hook on the fourth touchdown. I'll take it. Right. Uh, onwards and upwards. The... Uh, it's a little bit thin, 
later on. You mentioned that Duke Georgia Tech game, a couple of those interesting ACC games at, at four o'clock. Uh, nightcap is a little weak. UConn, Florida International, JMU, Arkansas State should be a good fun belt game there. Uh, BYU, Notre Dame, I guess, Kansas State, Iowa State. One, one that, one that's stinky. That it's not a pick, but very stinky. South Carolina only six and a half point dogs on the road at Kentucky makes me want to take South Carolina very badly in that game. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's a a testament to South Carolina's defense being non pushovers and Kentucky's offense being lackluster. I are you gonna? Do you think? I I don't think South Carolina is gonna be able to put up a lot of points, but I don't think Kentucky will either. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I I think it's the type of game where if Rattler can make a couple plays for you, I think you're gonna cash that ticket with South Carolina plus six and a half. Yeah, I like that. But it's my my only pick in the late in the late window is Notre Dame minus three and a half. Like the way Notre Dame's offense has played uh, since the, the transition at quarterback to Drew Pine, I I do like Notre Dame's defense. They are coming off of a bye, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I think BYU is not a very not a very good football team. They they I don't think they're a top twenty five caliber football team. I think they lose this game. There's a reason why they're three and a half point underdogs despite being a ranked team. Usually that's that's one of those signs where you see a team is ranked and they're in the three and a half point dogs. Which, if you're following college, the college football landscape, it makes sense. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll lay the three and a half there. I did not know Notre Dame was coming off a bye. I do like that with uh, with Drew Pine as he continues to come. I do. What game was it? I feel like we've talked about this once or twice before earlier in the season. What game was it last year where he came in in relief for Cone and kind of flashed? A little bit. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yes. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to see. I think that obviously injuries notwithstanding. I think I think Pine gives them a little bit more on the offensive side. And I'm excited to see what Marcus Freeman's defense can do do against a a capable, you know, BYU offense, but definitely one that's ripe for uh a good defensive scheme to take advantage of. Weird, weird spot at uh at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Yeah, that is, that is that is weird. That'll be an interesting crowd. Absolutely. Now, uh, now Stevie, you're telling me you don't have a pick at seven thirty in in the Big Twelve. <sighs> it's a nerve. It's a nervy line. You're it's telling me line. you don't have a pick at seven thirty in the Big Twelve. But I'll tell you this: the home field shirt just came in today. It's a black shirt. It's got Kansas State Wildcats all over it. Adrian Martinez might have found Hashtag me sponsor us. Colin, Colin Klein and Adrian Martinez just might be that compatible. And honestly, if, if you saw the showing that Iowa State put up last week offensively, you'd have some questions. Which still, again, gives, gives me nerves about the line, but because they're the Wildcats, and because I believe that, you know, I don't think Kansas and Kansas State are, are too far off defensively, and I would I would expect 
Martinez in the offense to get a little bit more going, especially I, I would expect Deuce Vaughn to have a say in this. You got to take the Wildcats minus one. This could come back to bite me, but listen, if 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 they end up winning big, I would I would be kicking myself if I wasn't on this line. Yeah, it's a it's a goofy line, but I I cannot imagine betting Iowa State in that football game. I wouldn't want to be holding that ticket. No, I like I believe more and more in, in Kansas State's defensive front. Um, I, and I just for the amount of young talent that that Iowa State has, I think it's going to be a little bit too much for them to get to handle. Uh, and, and try and match Kansas State offensively. Wildcats minus one. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. We got that out of you. <laughs> it didn't. It it really didn't take much. Now, just talking about old flames for Stevie Brown here. I think I want to take Illinois minus three and a half, but that you know. Feels like they're suckering me into taking Illinois out from there. Alternatively, can I interest you in the over? No. Nobody wants to. 36? (laughs) Not an official pick, but 36 and a half, man. I I want to take, I would love to take that over. Yeah, I do too. Illinois is going to run the football. Yep. 20, 24-14 isn't an insane scenario. That is, there are some hilarious over-unders in the Big Ten this week. I love it. Um, you're assuming Iowa scores four field goals and a safety, right? To get to 14? Something like that. Something like that. Can't put it past them. Just checking. Hey, Iowa, I gave out Iowa last week. It was not a winner, but I still will maintain that that was the right side to play in that game. They just they just couldn't uh, couldn't put it all together. But yeah, that's 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 why I don't want to take Illinois. I think Iowa could could surprise some people this weekend. But that's you that's a good game. you just can't count out their defense. Yeah, I don't know. That's you a tough game. To get Very tough game to get a read on. Tough tough night slate to get any sorts of reads. Uh, For sure. What about Florida State, NC State? Two teams coming off pretty big letdowns, needing a little bit of mojo. It's at NC State in Raleigh. Uh, thoughts here? Another loser for me last week, Florida State. And uh, if I didn't have him last yeah. week, I probably would take him this week because thanks. I can <laughs> I can see NC State. <laughs> I can see NC State coming out very very flat after just playing horribly last week and. Florida State with a bounce back opportunity. There's a reason why I think the line, you know, there's a reason why this is a three point spread. I, I, I if I was going to take a side, I would take Florida State, but I don't have a pick there. Yeah. I wish I was. I wish I was getting more than three. No, you don't no. wish you were getting more than three if you were taking Florida State. I don't think it's even necessary. So you're with me. Yep. I mean, I I'm also I I'm I'm slowly becoming a wake believer. Um 
and, and, and how well Hartman's played the last couple of weeks. I, you know, you want to see more than 21 points going up against Wake defense, but like you're still waiting to see something from NC State. And you certainly didn't see it last week. Granted, it was Clemson, but you're still waiting to see it. That's that's going to be a good game, but I, I think I'd lean. You know, that was a huge game for NC State uh, for all the hype that they've received in the offseason. And the, they they got – there was a letdown. I think Florida State's going to come in fired up. I, I think I you can – you can definitely make the argument that there's more air let out of NC State's balloon after losing to Clemson than Florida State's balloon after losing the Wake. Um, Which, again, you know, five years ago, it's a crazy sentence to say minus the Clemson part, but here we are in 2022. Not even enough, maybe like 10 years ago. But I think it's it's easy to say with the line being three, but I feel like that's going to be a close, close game. Last, Last team to get the ball in that game, I think, will win. If it, if, oh, wait, which way is it? I'm going to see if it's moved at all. If I could get it at like four, four and a half, that would make me a lot happier. Hey, if you're going to take it at four, you might as well just take it at three. Yeah. You're, you're not yep. necessarily wrong with that. It's, it's stayed pretty steady from what I'm looking at. Anyways, just my, my mindset is just not loving how NC State has played all season long, really. Yeah. They just, they just have not. Kind of, I don't want to compare them to what I was just saying about Ohio State, but they just they just haven't clicked. They just haven't found that that rhythm, that that juice that everybody was expecting them to bring into this year with Devin Leary returning. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I if if maybe you could compare them to like a Nebraska. Which, no, I don't know if you can compare any team in, in 2022 <laughs> to Nebraska. No. They've been such a unique – maybe Kentucky, you know, you got the quarterback coming back and the offense hasn't looked quite as good as people thought it should. A little stagnant. Kentucky still managed to be more than – both 4-1. and one. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about NC. I thought you were talking about Nebraska there for a second. No, no, yeah, I'm saying and, uh, <laughs> I'm saying an analogous <laughs> NC State in Kentucky. Uh, NC State could be Kentucky. Okay. I thought I thought you were trying to compare Kentucky to Nebraska there for a second. Which Nebraska, is why I was I really which is why I was really confused. I think the only I don't I don't know what program you could compare to Nebraska right now other than maybe Wisconsin. I do I do kind of like I do kind of like Kentucky. I think that's a good that's a good analogy there. Both coming off tight games that they would have really liked to have. I think South Carolina, you know, I said it last week with West Virginia and it just completely bit me in the ass, but South Carolina I think I'm going to have to add to my card. I think I'm I think I'm really starting to like South Carolina. Plus plus 6 and a half against against Kentucky. Just just adding it to my card officially at the end of the show here. How's their, how's, their, how's their defensive front? I can't say I know that much. Because I think, I think the one thing, the thing that really doomed Kentucky was they just couldn't protect Levis at all. They have some guys. They have some pass rushers. It's not, it's definitely not to the level of, uh, 
Ole Miss, Ole Miss. I would say. But yeah. but Levis, what? he just he just hasn't impressed me. Put him in the you know put him in the Devin Leary. I'm just gonna keep making that comparison. He hasn't he has not impressed me for a take guy that's gonna him, be I'd a top over Leary right now. For a guy that's gonna be a first round pick, eh? Yeah, I, I, you, I think who? there's a go ahead Steve. a definitive. I think there's a definitive ceiling. I, we've seen it last year. Like it's not like Kentucky was putting up numbers last year. He does enough to win the game. Does he do enough to win by six and a half points? Not always. Which which arsenal of offensive weapons would you rather have, NC State or Kentucky right now? Quarterback nonwithstanding, right? Take the quarterback out of it. Probably Kentucky. They, I, were they, I don't think – they still don't have Rodriguez, but they're running back. He, 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 was, he returned a little bit last week against Ole Miss, but clearly wasn't 100%. And their running back room was fine and, without me. You know, they have a, a pretty solid tight end. They got some receivers. Yeah, I mean, NC, NC State, I think their receiving room had some expectations that they haven't quite met entering the season. I mean, they lost, uh, what's his name, Amezi, who was just he yeah. was like a magnet for the ball from, from Leary last year. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 you got to take Kentucky there. Interesting. It's an interest. I do really like that comparison a lot better than I would have liked the uh, Kentucky Nebraska comparison. And I just, I don't think, I don't think that Rutgers pick is going to pay off, fellas. Just throwing it out there. Hey, it's my time. They've had, they've had some. They're another team that's been kind of banged up at quarterback. Vedral's been in and out. Gavin Wimsett's been in in and out. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's my time to pick up the slack. Simon, I'm not a Simon it. guy. I'm not a Simon believer. Just to close the show, just got to get that in there. It's my time. Okay. Anything? <laughs> anything? Anything from the nightcap, or, or are we getting the heck out of here? No, no. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to close it. I didn't mean to close the book on us. Yeah, I, I just, I'm out of pick, so I, I got selfish there, and I just don't want to talk about Pitt. Also, selfishly, I, I don't, I don't blame you, Phoebe. Anything? Nothing more for me. <laughs> Sounds like Stevie's ready to wrap up. What a perfect way to end it. <laughs> what an episode this was. What a week of college football it's going to be. We say it every week, but we're just happy to be here, folks. Thanks again for listening. You know where to find us online, anywhere you get your podcasts. The next time, right here on the Noon on Saturday podcast, college football, as it was meant to be. 